Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's so good to be home. It truly is. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Father Daniel Briette. I am a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Um, uh, I have uh, just completed my 13th year of priesthood uh, this past June, on June 6th. And uh, I am very, very privileged uh, to, uh, to, not, to, to come back to be assigned uh, not only one time as a priest uh, to St. Peter as a parochial vicar, but to come back and be uh, your pastor. I'm very, very um, happy, humbled, um, and privileged to do so. And so it's so good. It's so good to be home. Can't get over the fact that I have been so privileged to be appointed the 29th pastor of St. Peter Catholic Church. Certainly my move from the Catholic community of Annunciation in the roaring metropolis of Bogalusa. It is bittersweet. And I love that community very, very much. And over the past eight years, they loved me, right? They taught me how to be a pastor, and I am grateful for that. The past couple days have been a whirlwind, and I am very quickly coming to realize or coming to remember that if you want that second cup of coffee in the morning here at St. Peter's, you better do it before you say Mass in the morning, right? Because if you don't, it might be 3 p.m. in the afternoon before the opportunity arises again. I am very much looking forward to being your spiritual father, your pastor. I've got a heck of a team. We welcome Deacon Francisco Rodriguez uh, to uh, uh, the clergy, right, to our community here at St. Peter's, of which he's been a member of for many, many years with his beautiful family. But this is the first Mass that he assists at the altar here at St. Peter. And so we give uh, thanks to Almighty God for the gift of his, uh, his vocation to the parish and for his yes to Christ's call to discern that vocation and to realize it so that he may uh, uh, be uh, of great uh, service and ministry to you, the faithful, right? You, the Christian faithful here um, at St. Peter. We have five deacons at St. Peter. Five, five deacons. That's what a gift, right? Uh, and a parochial vicar to boot. Can't wrap my brain around it, right? Uh, at Annunciation, I was very blessed to have a fine deacon, Deacon Ed Kelly, but that was it, right? Uh, and, uh, and so just in reflection upon that overwhelming reality, I realized that Father Daniel and I are going to have a lot of fun being about the work of the salvation of souls here at St. Peter. And certainly I would be remiss for not thanking Father Okafor for his assistance in helping me become acclimated to our church parish once again. And it will be good. It will be good to work in the vineyard with him as my co-worker and as my brother. So in the same breath, it is uh, in addition to the good work that he did for the Catholic community here at St. Peter for the past 10 years, I want to thank Father Otis for being my pastor, my friend, and my mentor for so many years. Know that he loves you with a shepherd's heart. I don't have to tell you that. He does. Um, many thanks to Father Bill as well, right? My childhood pastor here at St. Peter. And you all know, every one of you, if you've had that, uh, that gift of longevity here at St. Peter, that Father Bill's pastoral leadership is that which set the foundation that began this transformation of St. Peter Parish into the spiritual powerhouse that it is today. 
So these two former pastors have left some pretty big shoes here uh, for me to fill at St. Peter. And I pray that God grant me the zeal and the fervor to do just that. But more on that later, right? Let's look at the gospel. Right? The gospel passage that was proclaimed uh, this afternoon, uh, just a few moments ago, we hear the account of the 72 uh, being sent out, right? Those 72 disciples being sent out by Jesus Christ. Well, those 72 disciples stand for all who are under the care of the apostles and who would participate in and continue Christ's redemptive mission after his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. So this call from Jesus Christ for the 72, as well as for us in the year 2022, we can see that there is an ongoing mission that echoes down throughout the centuries, and it is heard very loudly, very clearly at this very moment. So if you listen closely and you open the ears to your heart, in the gospel that you just heard proclaimed, you will hear your name called out. There is a desperate need, a desperate need for laborers in Christ's vineyard. The harvest is abundant, our blessed Lord says. In an ancient homily preached in this very gospel passage by Pope St. Gregory the Great, we can see an application that still to this very day applies to the entire world, even though it's almost 1,500 years have elapsed since he walked this earth. And this is what Saint Pope St. Gregory the Great said. He said, it is indeed regrettable that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There is no shortage of people to hear the good news. What is missing are the people to spread it. So the church exists to evangelize, right? The essential nature of the church is missionary. The Catholic Church has always taught that every single human being on the face of the earth has a right to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be invited into new life in the heart of the church. So that task of the proclamation of the gospel as well as the invitation to live a radical Christian life it will be accomplished in this very hour by you and me, no matter what our state in life is, no matter what our specific vocation is. We are all baptized into Christ and therefore enlisted to participate in the saving mission of his church. However, in order to be able to engage in such a missionary task, many Catholic Christians need first to be renewed in their own baptismal faith through a transformative encounter with our blessed Lord. This encounter with Christ needs to be rooted and strengthened and secured by solid catechesis in what it really means to live a Catholic life. The task of waking Christians up and catechizing them afresh is what is meant by the term the new evangelization. That was a term that was coined by St. John Paul II. And so this new evangelization invites each and every one of us to come to truly understand and then to really live our baptismal vocation. That first vocation, which we all received on the occasion of our baptisms, that is the universal call to holiness. We are invited to freely choose the Lord and to be completely given over to the work of the Lord by living in the heart of the church for the sake of the world. 
So this, this kind of evangelical renewal, it requires something from within us, our minds, our intellects, and our will combined. It requires an authentic and ongoing spiritual renewal so that uh, the church can undertake this missionary uh, outreach to the whole world. Only a church which is fully alive in the Lord and filled with his Holy Spirit can carry out such an evangelical missionary task at this critical hour. Our world is in turmoil, right? Look at it. Look all around it. Look at what's happening. Just in our, in our, our, our state, right, in our city, in the greater New Orleans area, uh, the state, in the country, in the world, so much turmoil. This is a critical hour in the history of the world. And Holy Mother Church reminds us that she is the ark. It's a boat, right? And the Lord is at the helm of that ark, and he is steering his redemptive course through time and eternity. And so the Lord of the harvest, well, he's calling workers for the vineyard and this new missionary age. And he is sending us all, as we hear in the Gospels today, out into the field. Christ's salvific action will be made more visible through our own embracing of his cross. And so I believe that at this very moment, we are experiencing the beginning of a great resurgence in our Catholic faith. The Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, and he is at work in the life of the universal church, and he is at work in our particular church here at St. Peter. So just when her opponents are ready to count the Catholic church out, this sleeping giant is rising with healing in her wings and a great resolve in her heart. She is being awakened from her slumber from within and challenged to action from without. She is being sent into the fields of this age to gather the harvest for the Lord. And so you're probably asking, what does this great resurgence look like here at St. Peter? Well, the answer is simple. To reference St. Matthew's gospel, the answer is, you will know them by their fruits. So what are the good fruits here at St. Peter? We need to identify them. We need to foster them. So first and most importantly, the Eucharist. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. The sacrament of the Eucharist comes about through the worthy reception of the Mass, the worthy celebration of the Mass. And therefore, we must celebrate this holy sacrifice well. The Mass should elevate us. It should bring everyone in the church to a more fervent desire to sing out with all the angels and saints at every Mass, Gloria and Excelsis Deo, right? Glory to God in the highest. If we don't celebrate the liturgy well, and really all the sacraments well, if we don't do that well, we don't do anything well. Now, next to the celebration of the Eucharist, our Catholic school is one of the great fruits of St. Peter Parish. And next to the celebration of the Eucharist, our Catholic school is the biggest ministry that St. Peter engages in. And so we need to keep that reality in the forefront of our minds. And we need to work at the task of evangelizing our children and our families. And we need to make them feel at home here in this church. After all, this church is their home. Catholic education here at St. Peter 
doesn't end with that big old building across the street though, right? It's imperative that we recognize and support that very significant percentage of men and women in our parish family who choose to educate their children in the home. So I'm referencing here the homeschool community. So many of these homeschool families are some of the greatest contributors to the community and to the life of St. Peter Parish. To the parents of our children here, whether you send them to our school, whether you homeschool them, or whether you send them to CCD, or whether your children are adults but you have sent them to Catholic education here in our parish, thank you for the gift of your children. Look around you children and youth everywhere. You will know them by their fruits. The other things in our parish, these great gifts, evangelization outreach, the preaching of the Catholic faith by every baptized member of the body of Christ, that's so important. And we need to work on this. We need to work hard on this. Ongoing adult formation, marriage enrichment, youth faith formation, Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. And for you people who don't recognize what that is, that's CCD, right? Um, the social and family life of the parish. All of our various youth ministries, our parish's charitable outreach. These are all the things that I pledge my support to, right? These are all the fruits of the parish that need continual pruning and cultivation. All of those things that I just mentioned, and it's a laundry list that doesn't begin to approach the totality of what St. Peter's uh, uh, does and is capable of doing. But all of those things that I mentioned, they are all aspects of parish life which are capable of bringing forth life and vibrancy that, if not cultivated, if not embraced by this church community, can and will stagnate and shrivel up. So I beg you, I beg all of you to assist me and our clergy in the work of the gospel and bringing forth new life here at St. Peter. I could go all, on and on and on about my excitement at being your pastor, your spiritual father here at St. Peter, but there's plenty more time for that in the future. And so I'll leave you with this. I promise to lead you in fidelity to the teachings of Christ. I promise to pray for you. I promise to be attentive to you and your families. I promise to love you. I beg you, promise me that you will hold me accountable to the promises I just made to you today. The Lord is calling us, the church, the body of Christ, to continue his redemptive work until he returns to bring it to completion. We are Christ's hands and his feet in this world. And so his invitation to all mankind to, to daily conversion, well, his invitation comes continually through our lips and by the witness of our lives. So we are called to live our lives in Christ by living them in the church for the sake of the world which God loves without limitation. This is the world, right? The world is the field into which we are being sent, just like those 72. We are living at the dawn of a new missionary age. The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. We are the laborers. We are the missionaries. And my dear friends, the fields, they are very ripe. 